0: Welcome to the Exit Mindset Podcast. I'm Ram 15 years ago, when I was trying to sell one of my companies, I couldn't get what I thought was the right price for it. I realized I had things set up the wrong way, even though the company was profitable. So I spent years researching and studying exit strategies to improve my company's valuation. I discovered that the same process that improves valuation would improve business profitability and give me more free time. I'm here to show you what I have learned. You see, the best way to grow your business is to look at it from the perspective of someone who's going to buy your company. Once you start thinking that way, magic happens, and you start seeing things you could not see before. But that's not all. I also discovered the three principles that you must know to command a better price for your company. The three principles are, first, the product, second, the infrastructure, and third, the conversation you have with the consumer. Once you master these three principles, you will be on your way to increasing your profits, your company valuation, and get more work-life balance. So listen in and learn how you can do that. I will teach you through this podcast, Lessons from the Trenches, and we will have a dialogue with some of the greatest minds on the planet. Have you ever wanted... To scale your company but you lack the resources and you wondered is there some ways i could utilize to create some scale in my company so today we're going to talk about building partnerships to create scale in your company one of the biggest things that people overlook the importance of partnerships in the business world partnerships can scale your company massively if you pick the right ones it is very natural that you'll be able to pick greater audience that can see your product know more about it, and perhaps turn it into a revenue stream from that particular partnership. In many cases, the right partnership will increase the ethos of your company, not to mention the amount of learning and growth you will get from engaging in those partnerships. Remember, partnerships are trial and error. You know, there's no such a thing as you go out there and get a partnership that works, and everything is great after that. It could take you months, sometimes years, to get the right partnership. Some partnerships you can get right away, but it takes cultivating over a period of time. It all depends on what you're dealing with, who you're dealing with, what's your environment look like, what is your product, what is your company, and what market are you in? Over the years, we've found that even good partnership helped us expand in new ways and expand to markets that we didn't even have before. And that's how we should look at it. First, of course, some partnerships will be in your local markets, but some partnerships actually could take you To the national level, or even the international level in some instances. And as a company, you're looking to generate income streams from a variety of ways, not necessarily just your product, but also from the markets you're in. And if you look at a partnership as sort of a new market by itself, you could probably have a way of going after it in a manner that is more helpful and more seamless. A partnership by itself is a constituent, meaning that you will be able to capitalize an audience that they are speaking to, whether through education, whether it's through product, or whether through anything else that they're doing that creates values for those people. And by tapping into that population, if it's the relevant one to you, you'll be able to increase your revenue significantly by giving them what they want. And obviously, that brings us to the point that the product that you're selling, or the product your company has, It has to be complementary to this particular partnership constituents. In the exit mindset, we talk a lot about the conversation. And part of the conversation is the conversation that you have with people that could be your potential partners. You have to demonstrate to them that there's a benefit to them in dealing with you just as much as you're trying to capture a benefit from them. It has to be a win-win situation. Many people approach those things with an attitude that, I want to get something. Can I send an email blast to people that you have on your list? Can I do a joint venture with your, own, so far as your events? Can I do this? Can I do that? And a lot of those cases, I find that people don't try to give value to the other side. The key to this is walking with an attitude that you're going to give value. Once you think that way, the rest is easy. Because if you are really approaching the right constituent, the right partnership, the right market within those partnerships, you will be easily be able to capitalize on the results that are going to come to you after you've helped them. So always try to be of help to others before you start to be or try to be of help to yourself. And remember, the more value you create for the other side, the more they're likely to do business with you and try to help you as well. And this is where time comes into play. Sometimes those partnerships, as we said, require time. And that's because sometimes you have to invest in them, give, show them value, and their return will come to you. Of course, you don't want to be invested in one-sided relationships or one-sided partnerships that you're doing all the work and doing all the value and the other side is just interested in taking. Here again, probably they're not thinking very strategically and they're not being very smart about it because you probably most likely would just go away. And at some point in time, you're going to realize it's a fruitless endeavor and you would just stop doing it. So you do what you can, but you also have to be open about your intention and with your expectations. A lot of these things. Sometimes don't go well because of the misexpectation and the misunderstanding. So if you go to those people with an attitude that here's what I'm trying to do, here's what I'm trying to accomplish for both sides, here's what I can do for you, and here is what I can get from it while you're getting what you want. And when that happens, you're gonna find those partnerships to be a very powerful way for you to expand your business, grow your markets, and do a lot better than you were before that. Partnership started. There's something that is often overlooked when people form partnerships is the value of the learning that both sides would get from combining their efforts together by working together. When people start collaborating on different projects, on different markets, on different kind of uh, initiatives, you're going to find that ideas are almost born out of those collaboration. And the results sometimes could be very powerful. And that's why partnerships or co-marketing or whatever you want to call it could help companies achieve higher levels of growth. Then there's another question when it comes to co-marketing or partnership is the efficiency you're going to get. Lots of times when you combine two enterprises with whatever they've got and their resources, but you are actually, both of you working on the same objective, there's a lot of cost cutting, a lot of efficiencies that goes into play that makes that particular endeavor even much better for both sides, not from perspective of just acquiring more business, but from a cost perspective. And what is the objective of a business? Lower your cost and increase your revenues. And if you can do that by collaboration in that way, you would be way ahead in the game. The other thing you would have is that the ability to combine technologies. And that's something we find all the time that when we work with somebody, that we're bringing our technologies, they got their technologies. And when you combine those things, sometimes there's a synergistic effect that is beyond what you normally see when it comes to just working alone on in your individual environment or individual business. And the last point in this whole thing is that when you collaborate with others to create more results through co-marketing and partnerships, you're going to be able to go through some ebbs and flows in the market that are going to be smoother had you just gone it alone without those relationships that you build. So let's go through some of the strategic partnerships that you might have heard of. Ford and Eddie Bauer, Philip Packard and Disney, Spotify and Uber. Starbucks and Barnes and Noble—all these are partnerships by large companies. But I can tell you, I've seen countless partnerships that existed between medium and smaller-sized companies. Just because you have a small company doesn't mean that you cannot create a partnership that is meaningful and that could create results for you. So let me give you some numbers on partnerships, and I'm going to give you some stats on how they are performed. Partnerships actually exceed paid search as a growth channel. In fact. Partnerships can be credited with creating more growth than paid search overall. While the average business gets about 18% of its revenues from paid search, about 28% on average comes in from partnerships. That shows you the power of partnerships here. Also, 75% of world trade actually flows indirectly, which highlights the importance of good relationships, good partnerships. So basically, marketing partnerships and high growth go hand in hand high-growth brands are three times more likely to engage in partnerships than many of the no-growth brands. So while 50% of companies say they use partnerships to acquire new customers, 44% of them say that they discover new ideas, concepts, innovations through those partnerships and engaging in those relationships. So now let's talk about strategies you can engage in to build more relationships. We're going to go through a few in here just to give you an idea. So one of the things we've done over the years is look into companies that have a complementary offerings to what we do. And by working together, even though they have a different product, the product we offer is more complementary. So that's something you could do is find companies that don't necessarily have a similar product to yours. It could be completely the opposite and you would fill a gap. And we find that those kind of relationships are very successful because you really are giving the consumer something they're not already getting from that other partner that you're working with. Another thing we've done over the years that has been very successful is engage in a process of listening before asking. When we talk to the potential partners, we try to understand their concerns and what they need. And that's something you got to do. You got to listen to them. You got to listen to what is their objective? What are they trying to accomplish? And through listening to them, you attempt to figure out if what you do can be helpful to that process. And once you figure it out, you can make that proposal that could be easily acceptable by them if they find a value in it. And remember, it's all about value. So if you have to create that value as you're having a conversation with them about that particular relationship or partnership. Another strategy is to focus on what the other side wants from you. So again, it boils down to asking questions. What is it you're looking for? How could that be a successful partnership? Well, what has to happen for this to be a good thing for you? And you're going to get answers and insights, and you can use that to build on that sort of dynamic during the conversation that could get the other side to work with you on what you need. Always set clear boundaries and expectations as to what has to happen and what's going to happen. Don't try to exaggerate potential results. Be realistic because your credibility is on the line. The more you're straightforward, the more... You underpromise and then maybe overdeliver, the better you're gonna look. And never forget it's just business. Another thing you must do in those discussions is define the parameters of the relationship. Everybody has to be clear what is coming, what's gonna happen next. The less you work on that, the more problems you're likely to encounter. The more you're specific with them as to what the definition of that relationship looks like and what the expectations are, the easier it's gonna go. Another thing, once you start a relationship with another brand, another company, try to nurture it, grow it. Remember, it's not just pooling of resources. You're trying to contribute to their ability to scale as well. And by doing that, you will also be able to scale. And lastly, make honesty and transparency a key to everything you're doing. In every conversation, in every action, everything you do, your reputation is the most important thing. By being transparent, you're going to be trusted more, you will build and cultivate better relationships, and people are going to seek you. So focus on your partnerships. Let us know how you do. You can always email me at at exitmindset.com. Remember, action is everything. Use it or lose it. I'm Ram Akili, and see you on the next podcast. You've just listened to the Exit Mindset Podcast with Ram Akili. If you haven't yet subscribed or followed, please do so in your podcast listening app. Or better yet, visit exitmindset.com to join the conversation after the show notes and discover our bonus content. Lastly, we want to help as many business owners as possible. If you know anyone that could benefit from the information given in this podcast, please feel free to share it with them. Until next time.